What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. And welcome. I'm your host, Julian Moss Backman, and this is Change Already, Your Future, Your Choice. To start this week off, I want to read you a little cute story. One day, a little three-year-old girl came running up to her mommy, crying hysterically and seemed unconsolable. The mommy came down to her level, looked into her eyes, and asked the sweet little child what was bothering her. Without hesitation and holding back the tears, she explained, I never want to be four as long as I live and stay three forever. You see, the little girl's birthday was less than a week away. And in her childhood wisdom, she thought turning four was a choice and not a requirement. Once the mommy knew what was causing the angst, she was able to explain how three was really great but four was going to be even better. That seemed to pacify the child's fear and was looking forward to her birthday just around the corner. This childhood story reflects how many of us fight against change and we may not even know it. You know, change will occur with or without our permission. So for the next couple weeks, I want to channel our attention to that very subject, change You can't live with it, and you can't live without it. After my book project was done, I felt it was time for me to go back onto the airwaves, you know, stretch myself one more time and keep growing because I really enjoy growing all the time. So my first assignment was to come up with this catchy name that would convey what I wanted to share with the world. And nowadays, if you've never done it, it's pretty tricky. In fact, there's people that other people hire to figure out exactly what to name a product. There's so many factors you have to consider nowadays and marketing objectives you have to take into effect when you're naming a product. But I did what I know best, which was I went inside and found my intuitive soul voice within myself. The place that I know that's purely objective and with no preconceived opinions from the outside world. 
My favorite way to reach this inward knowledge has always been through meditation. I'm not sure if many of you meditate on a regular basis, but I've been doing meditation, and it's been one of my passions since I was a kid. Not because it's trendy or chic now, but because it was really a way of letting go of all the distractions and finding my answers for myself in that. So that's what I did. I decided I would go inward and do meditation for as long as it took to find the right answer to the name of my to the main of my new radio program. And sure enough, during one of my meditation sessions, I came up with the words change already. I sat with the message for a couple months debating back and forth whether this was the right title because I know how important that is in the world. It's so cliche and somewhat overworked in the marketplace by now. But there was something about the word change that captured the essence of what I was trying to do and what we all need to do all the time. So I want to break down and give you an idea what I think change represents in the world. The word change stands alone with its own power. From the onset, it alerts the listener to be prepared to wake yourself up from status quo. It's a dynamic force, meaning it's always moving forward towards positive results. Now, I'm not asking any of you to change everything in a couple weeks, for gosh sakes. That's not what I'm asking. But I am asking that you open your mind to the idea that change can actually be fun and somewhat enjoyable if you allow yourself to go that way. It's an integral part of the experience of being alive. We all know those people in our lives that have become almost walking soulless zombies, walking in the dark. And this is what happens when you don't embrace change and you're not ready to do something different than you've done before. The word change is an action that cuts against the quick of all human beings. I was looking for a title that would represent and have absolutely nothing to do with religion or finances or ethnic backgrounds. I came across the word change because it's an equal opportunity life shifter with no biases built in. Here's the commitment I'm willing to make to all of you. I'm willing to commit to stay the course with you. I have great spiritual patience, and I'm ready to take the helm of keeping our spirits positive through our, all of our transitions moving forward. But in return, I have a few requests. If you're going to play along with me on the board life of what I call change already, you have to be willing to pay, play by a few of my rules to a certain extent. As you go along, you're going to figure out that I'm an unconventional thinker and I have no intention ever to dilute this fact ever. Sometimes I'm going to push against the boundaries of conventional wisdom with unorthodox exercises and even simple suggestions for change. But in order to do that, we have to learn to trust one another from the get-go. You have to trust that I've already done my homework and the insights that I'm sharing, I've already been there and done that. 
But in return, you have to promise me that you'll not stop in the middle and stay the course of change as we go. You have to listen to every program in the series that I present going forward, and you can't skip around because it's written, and the way that I write is progressive, meaning one lesson will build upon it another and one on top of itself. The messages in the lessons may not make sense in the middle if you listen out of turn, but they will make less make sense to you by the end of the program series. So you'll find that I add exercises to each one of my programs. Please be open-minded. I'm not going to ask you to partake in any suggestions that, I've, that I haven't already done myself. You have to be willing to say yes to at least some of the suggestions that are pre presented. You may even surprise yourself and find how change can really be easy. Unlike what other people say, it's not as hard as it may seem. So let's get started. Please switch your attention to whatever you're doing right now, and I want you to focus the to the graphic part of the screen before you. Hopefully, and you should be already logged into the Change Already blog page, there's two images that seem to be flashing, one after the other. Do you see those? One is a picture of me. <laughs> Lucky you guys. You know, yikes, just separate that from this exercise we're doing. Don't pay attention to that one right now. Focus on the other image that's coming up as it flashes from one to the other. That second picture should be a picture of two animals, one dog and one cat. Now, I want you to stay on that image for two flashes or so. I'm going to be quiet for a minute and let you finish this task before we move on. Start now. Now I want you to use one word to describe the image you just viewed. Would you call it cute or maybe adorable? And hopefully you found something close to that description. I started this program with a cute story about a little girl that didn't want to turn three, and now a cute picture of animals on purpose. Think back for a moment. What was your initial reaction to the examples? According to the science of cuteness, which came out a couple weeks ago, both men and women equally register an instantaneous brain reaction to pictures or stories that depict cute, lovable creatures. Scientists have labeled this as the burst of pleasure on a brain scan. You know, I swear I cannot understand why millions of people spend precious time watching YouTube videos featuring frisky little baby kittens playing around with each other. But at least now, thanks to science, there's a logical explanation. It makes us feel good. And here's a PS to the story. Men seem to enjoy this as much as women, I'll have you know. In fact, they found 
during this study that men seem to even keep their gaze longer on these pictures than women. Now, we're going to take that same kind of logic, and I want to pertain it to what we're talking about at the subject of hand, which is change. I want you to see that the brain does have the capacity to shift instantaneously if we allow it to do so. And if we're willing to see change in a new light, the brain is willing to change in an instant. But maybe it's not our brain that doesn't want to change. Maybe it's our attitude towards change that's stopping our progression and success. I want you to remember this fact when you're having a bad day. Go find a cute video or read to something to get you back on track. After the short break, I want you to think about, do you make decisions in your life out of frustration? And do you have a tendency to make changes out of anger? I want to talk about in the next break the second part of my title, which is your future, your choice. Think about those questions and figure out how many of you use anger and frustration as a catalyst for movement in your life. We'll be right back after this short break. Welcome back to Change Already, Your Future, Your Choice. Before the break, I asked each one of you to take a poll within yourself to figure out how many of you truly do use frustration and anger as a catalyst for change. 
I want to break down in this segment the second part to my title, which is your future and your choices for change. When you strip everything down and you get right down to the simplest form of change, there's really only two options available. Option one, and probably the most common in regards to change, is the reactive approach. This kind of person makes changes under duress and forced circumstances. Their only prerequisite for changing is to stop some kind of internal or external pain coming at them in their lives. They get so frustrated in the situation, they just end up exploding with all kinds of unhealthy emotions and behaviors. They basically end up living their lives by the seat of their pants, just waiting for the next episode to happen and explode. And then they go into mop-up mode where they basically just have to put the pieces back together in a small pile and then wait till the whole episode happens again. You know, in some extreme cases, this can be extremely dangerous for themselves and others that are in the wake of this horrible explosion. There's really no thought whatsoever to looking towards the future. They just stay in the moment because the moment is hard enough, let alone thinking about what they're going to do in the future. They've really laid no groundwork for change to create different outcomes from the path they're presently on. In other words, they don't know what to do next and how to get out of this unhealthy pattern, but they're so comfortable with the pattern that they have, they just stay in it because they're so afraid of change. They'd rather just wait till the last minute before they make a change that alters the outcome as best they can. In a sense, they've become slaves to world distractions. We live in a society nowadays that's ever-changing, and it's changing every moment of the day. It's hard enough to stay afloat with what's going on, but trying to keep up with those world distractions are somewhat overwhelming for a lot of people. So they end up manipulating these distractions, and in some strange way, they start using them as excuses to either shut down and become completely risk-adverse, meaning their whole life is built around making sure they never have to change. Or they start playing a victim role and see every change that comes at them as their enemy. And so they simply refuse to play and they give up on growing up and growing at all. In a weird sense, the power of choice for these kind of people no longer belongs to them. It's in the hands of others. And when you do that, what happens is you leave yourself very vulnerable and in a state of precarious state of uncertainty about your own future because you're no longer 
in charge of making the changes for yourself and hopefully the person that you've brought in to help you make those changes is a good person to do so. Now let's look at the flip side of that and we and that's a proactive mode of choice. These kind of people make choices before it reaches the breaking point that I just discussed. They actually view future with optimism, and they have learned what I call the art of change with grace. Instead of fighting the changes, they've learned to embrace the thought of living that ever-changing lifestyle. In fact, they look forward to the changes before them as fun, even entertaining to a point where they love when changes are coming at them because it signifies new growth to them. They've learned instead of fighting this fact, they know how to flow with the changes and they don't fight against it. They see life as a tier of growth spurts, one building upon the other. Like the little girl in the story, she was so concerned about turning three that she didn't even realize in her childhood infant wisdom that four could actually be better and carry more fun in her life than three, and that collecting tokens of happiness is the reward each one of us get for us for, get for each lesson that we've learned along the way. They've also learned to surrender to the fact that not all lessons are going to feel good. They just aren't. In fact, some of us sting us right to the core. And I can tell you that I, too, have had these kind of lessons, and we've all had these lessons. But the part that I've learned that other people need to learn is that I trust that this thing is only going to be temporary. And I'm willing to risk that momentary uncomfortability to reach the next plateau of my learning state. I understand as we move forward that change is an acquired taste for many of you. It's like eating broccoli for some of you. You have to keep eating it before you truly learn to like it. I can assure you that not all changes will come in pretty packages. Some of them may even be judged by outsiders as ugly and uncalled for. But there's a reason that we are called grown-ups. <laughs> we didn't haphazardly come across that name of the word grown-ups by accident. As the word should convey to you, we're all growing as we go. And we all should be growing upward as we do it. Hence the word grown-ups. So this is the exercise I'd like you to partake in between now and Thursday. I really want you to take a hard, long look at your past relationship you have with change now and in the present. 
really be honest with yourself and decide which category you truly fit in and describes the way you deal with change right now. It's okay either way. It doesn't really matter and no one's really going to know. You have to know where you're standing right now about the essence of change and about your attitude towards change before significant growth will truly come and stick to the wall, so to speak, and become your way of life in the future. As we move forward in Thursday, I really want you to do this exercise, and if you need to, re-listen to the program several times to see those exact characteristics and see which one fits you best. The only way that change is going to work is if we know your pattern of growth. So on Thursday's show, I want to discuss the essence of the wolf and the coyote. I'm going to go into deeper lengths about the patterns of growth. Are you a cliff diver that makes decisions like a type of a personality and you jump off the end and hope you don't hit the rocks at the bottom? Or are you like a coyote or a rabbit hopper? You take strategic movements each and every time towards your goals, but sometimes you spend so much time on the strategy, you never get to the end result. We're going to talk about that on Thursday, and of course I'll give you an exercise that you can figure out by there. But to figure out which one you are, I will have all this information posted on my website to figure out which one you are from a starting point for Thursday. And I'll give you that website. It's JillianMossBackman.com. I'll spell it for you. It's J-I-L-L-I-A-N-M-A-A-S-B-A-C-K-M-A-N. You can find me on Facebook, and feel free to, to post on my wall, and you can send questions or even comments on the Facebook page. You can do it to the web page. You can even tweet me if you're interested at Jillian at JillianMossBackman.com. But try to do all these exercises, and I will see you Thursday, same time on air, on live, noon at Talk Block Radio.